whither, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. Brother Pleo, could you uh, please pray for this service? In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Been talking about faith recently. And if I had to put a simple title on this message, I would label it as waiting on the water. The condition of many of us today is that we spend a majority of our lives waiting on a miracle to happen. Whether it's a miracle in our finances or in our marriage, in our family, whatever it is, we all hope one day, just let it happen for me, that it happens for us, right? There are many that come to service week after week, month after month, waiting for some huge emotional event to occur to maybe show them that that they're in God's presence, okay? They, they have to have something grandiose for them to feel like something is happening to them. Some of those people see blessings and increase occurring in others' lives, in the church, and we, we sit here just waiting for those things to happen to us. Well, there comes a point when the waiting mentality has to stop and faith needs to take over, Brother Walter. Hallelujah. We aren't going to make progress just sitting around waiting for something to happen. Continuing reading in John 5, 5 through 6. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity 30 and 8 years. And when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he said unto him, Will thou be made whole? Are you ready to be healed? This man had been waiting 38 years for a miracle to happen in his life, doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And Jesus just simply asked him a question, are you ready? Are you ready to be healed? Jesus knew this man was lame. He knew this man was at the pool to be healed. But he still asked. Hallelujah. And in verse 7, the man tells him his situation. And he says, well, sir, I have, I have no man. When, the, when I see that the water is troubled, to help and get me into the pool, but somebody always gets there before me. And Jesus, he just sees a man that's been waiting 38 years. A man that in most cases had, has had every right to give up and say, what's the use? Every time the water's troubled, I can't ever get there. 
Somebody always beats me. But he didn't. He knew the power of what could occur if he could just make it to that water. He knew that he would come back time after time hoping that something different would happen. In Jesus, in verse 8, he heals the man. Hallelujah. He says, okay, you've waited long enough. You've been dedicated long enough. And he says, rise up, take your bed, and walk. Hallelujah. God is good. I feel like God is asking somebody, are you done waiting? Are you ready for your miracle yet? And if you can just put the past behind, the things that somewhat seem have failed time and time and time again, and just say, you know what? I'm just going to step out in just a little bit more faith than I had last time because I know what my God can do. God's asking, are you ready to be free today? Are you ready to be free from that addiction? Are you ready to have control over your environment? Are you ready to receive the Holy Ghost that you've been seeking? Are you ready to get your family in this church and in this altar to be saved in Jesus' name? Are you ready for the moving of the water? Hallelujah. God, you are good. Commitments take sacrifice, amen? And if we don't change what we want, God's not going to do it unless we meet Him halfway. If, if we're not committed to, to wanting to progress, He's not going to do it for us. We have to put in some effort. Amen. The Bible says that the pool of Bethesda had five porches. And I, I tried to look up some information. There's not a whole lot that I could find, but what I discovered was they were, they were probably relatively small. They, they weren't big, giant docks. They were porches. Okay? So you have five porches of not a very big size, but the Bible says you have a great multitude of people seeking the same healing from the water, and only one is going to make it in. So when I read that, the odds against... The odds were clearly already against this man. But he knew the power. He knew his life could be changed forever. And he had faith that he would be made whole. How many, how many people do you think that man saw healed? Right in front of his eyes. How many times was he so close to his blessing? And it got stripped and pulled right away from him. That could get discouraging, amen? But he knew. He didn't give up. And that, that, is, that is having some awesome faith, amen? I pray that we could get out of that mindset that it will never happen for me. And force our way into that water. Hallelujah. We have the need. God has the ability. And Brother Walter, faith is what puts those two together. It's the link that connects those together. Hallelujah. Jesus did not heal that entire group. He saw a man that was devoted. A man that wasn't going to give up on his miracle. And Jesus rewarded him. Amen. 
Can we break away from the crowd and get some one-on-one time with the Almighty? This, this man was relying on somebody else to get him to the water. Okay? Jesus says, hey, where is your faith? It's not this physical water that is healing you. I'm here You know, you don't need anybody to help you get to me. Do you have faith that you can be healed right now? Hallelujah. God wants you and he wants all of you. Amen. There comes a point where you can't ride the coattails of other people expecting that God's going to work that same miracle and that same blessing is going to occur in your life. There, there comes a point where a one-on-one relationship with God has to start occurring. Amen? Revelations 3 and 20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Hello? Are you ready? You've been waiting a long time. You've been kind of coasting through. You've been behind everybody else getting a blessing and seeing their their families brought in. But hello, you ready to put that faith into action? Are you ready to let me work in your life? Hallelujah. God is there if we would just reach out for him. So so the miracle of this man, he tells me a lot, tells me a lot about Jesus. Jesus, he didn't make a scene about it. He didn't pray for the man. He didn't help him to the water. He didn't say, if you do this, you know, then you'll be healed. Rather, Jesus spoke right to the potential of this man and said, get up and walk. (laughs) I hope that we can start to see that potential inside us that God sees in us, right? That says, you know what? It doesn't need to be some big, grandiose event. It's just saying, you done waiting? Let's do this. Hallelujah. God, you are good. It is time to stand and proclaim that in Jesus' name. God, I'm tired of waiting and I need you now. You know, it's okay to get desperate with God, right? It's okay to not just pray the same prayer over and over God, please bring my family to church. Amen. No, you can say, God, they need you now. They are straying way, way too far away. The devil is pulling them way, way too hard. I need to get desperate sometimes when I'm talking to the Almighty. Hallelujah. Let us get some of that mountain-moving faith. Like that woman with the issue of blood. She goes, you know what? I've already spent everything I have. I got nothing else to lose. Why don't I just try to touch his garment? I know what he's done. I've seen the people that he's healed. When can we start to get desperate for God and let him truly open up those floodgates of heaven and start blessing us in Jesus' name? Hallelujah. Your miracle is already here. Your miracle is waiting for you tonight. But do you see the potential of it? Do you, are you ready to open that door? Are you ready to let him in? God is ready to meet you at that altar. He's ready to speak to that potential. He's ready to help you overcome whatever it is that's been holding that back. Whether it's been an addiction. Whether it's been pride. Whether it's been lust. Whether it's been fear. Whatever it is, God says, you know what? I'm the chain breaker. 
I'm the chain breaker, and I see that potential in you, and I am ready to loose my power in your life. Hallelujah. Romans 12 and 3, the latter part, says that we have all been dealt. Every man has been dealt a measure of faith. So that tells me every single person in this building right now was given a measure of faith in the beginning. And God knew that this, this measure of faith could be a truly powerful weapon if we could really wrap our minds around it and tap into it. Hallelujah. God is bigger, amen. It's simple to say. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter how big that wall looks, how big that obstacle is. God is always bigger. God is not biased. He wants to bless you and he wants to help you overcome. Hallelujah. And the question is, will you make it to the moving of the water? God, you are good. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Acts chapter 4 and verse number 24. The Bible says, And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God in, with one accord and said, Lord, Thou art God, which has made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them. And somewhere in there, the apostles, the disciples, whoever they were, there um, present had a prayer meeting where they got desperate with God, Brother Dave. And then Acts 4 and 33 says, And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And pay special attention to the last line, And great grace was upon them. You, you find in this setting of Scripture, in verse 24 and verse 33, you find Hebrews 11.6. For they knew who God was. And they were not afraid to diligently seek Him. And the Bible says that great grace was upon them. I'm going to talk a little bit about faiths. And I've been told I have a lisp. Oh, this is hard for me to say. Faith's grace. Too many S's. Praise God. Great grace was upon them. Have you, ever, have you ever just had a rotten and a lousy day and God just showed up later on that day and, and you had no idea why God would even get near to you, 
but he just seemed to touch you with that shepherd's staff of comfort and tell you, I love you. I've seen all that you've done, but guess what? I still love you. That's not the necessarily the kind of grace I'm talking about tonight. I'm talking about faith's grace. The one that is afforded because I had faith. The Bible said in Romans 4 and 16, therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace. I was thinking about and contemplating a very dear friend's of mine's dilemma where I could see that it seemed like God was going to wait to the very last minute before He was delivering my brother. You know, it's hard to sit around and watch people suffer and just go through stuff. And it is especially hard to go through it yourself. And in my quandary, I said in my mind, Lord, this is the thing I don't like about you because you seem to wait until the very last second right till my body is licking the flames right till I'm 38 years into this thing and it seemed like I don't have any more to go in my faith Uh, but God waits it seems like in situation we feel like and we feel like we know that he's going to come through but it seems like it's the last moment. <laughs> and the Bible said in Romans 4.16, Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace. And I feel like I had an inner witness that said, and it's nothing real deep today, but it felt to me like God said to me, Faith is measurable, but grace is immeasurable. Or in other words, there is things that faith can afford you that will blow your mind because the grace of God goes far beyond where sin abounded. Grace did much more abound. It comes by faith. It comes by stepping out and believing everything's going to be all right. Keep proclaiming, Brother Dave. Keep proclaiming, oh, this family's going to be saved. My daddy's going to come out of the hospital again. My mama's going to be saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. We've got to hold on to the grace that only faith can do. Praise God. The Bible said, well, let me just say this. We will never display enough faith to ever find the end of grace. We can't ever get to that amount, friend, and we better try, mind you, but we will never be able to. God will always have just something a little more mind-blowing for us if we will walk in it. Praise God, sometimes we don't, we don't see the things we should see, and that is only because we don't have the faith that we should have. Praise God. I, oh me, I'm going to say it. Ephesians 1, 7. In whom we have redemption through His blood. 
the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. Ephesians 2.7 said that in the ages to come He might show the exceeding riches of His grace in His kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith. Oh my. Come on. Romans 5 and 2 said, By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. The Bible said in Proverbs 29 and 18, in the King James Version, which I deem to be correct. Hallelujah. It says, without a vision, the people perish. The, the, uh, some of the other versions have a little different twist. If you look in the original, the, the, the original word there is, is, is without a revelation. This has been said before, uh, the people cast off restraints. That's New King James Version. Without a revelation. The people cast off restraints. In other words, we need to know why we do what we do. Praise God. We've got to have revelation of why we're holding on to some of the things we're holding on to. I'm telling you, faith is something worth holding on to. The Bible said without faith, it is impossible to please God. That makes faith very, very important. And I'm telling somebody today, there are things that you can cast off that might be darkness and sin and wrong. But there is a whole lot of things in the faith that we've got to hold on to. Oh, I believe the revelation comes twofold, though. Hallelujah. It comes through my own volition, my own will to get into the Word of God and understand why we do what we do. Why do I keep holding on to faith, Brother Dave? you, you, you got to get in there and start reading about that man at the pool of Bethesda because that dude, hallelujah, he had the faith, I suppose. God really had it for him, but <laughs> praise God. But he was there for 38 years. So that's faith, right? Praise God. And then there is the, there is the revelation that is the, that is the work of the ministry. It is to help us to understand why we are doing what we do and why we should hold on and have faith. Praise God. One without the other is absolutely worthless. Praise God. You, could, you can have preacher religion. I go to church. I hear my preacher. I go home. I do nothing all week. I come back. I hear my preacher. That's preacher religion. And then it's the other way. Or you can go the other way around. You know, I don't need the preacher. I got my own revelations and stuff. <laughs> and then there's those who put, Pastor, you're not feeding me. Wow, it's because they haven't eaten. 
It's because, it's because they haven't taken the revelation that he's handing out. They're saying, no, I'm my own man. I feed myself. I've got my own revelations. So one without the other is absolutely worthless. Praise God. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you, it's by these things that we continue to hold on to the important. Hallelujah. Hebrews 2 and 1 says, Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. 2 John 8 says, Look to yourselves that you lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full Reward. Jesus said one day to a bunch of people that he had just given a hard saying to, he said, will you go away also? Do you understand that confusion and the not knowing is not a good reason to leave? You may not understand right now, but sometimes we'll understand better by and by. But that doesn't give me a reason just because I don't understand. Well, I don't get Pastor Herring. I don't get Brother Plyle. Well, that's not a reason to leave. Dig it out. Praise God. Hallelujah. One person said, hallelujah. Hallelujah. When talking about the grace of God, hallelujah, and I mentioned that earlier, he said, hallelujah, he was talking about how his family went out and enjoyed some particular uh, thing, hallelujah, and he said, we were just enjoying the grace of God. And I thought to myself, wow. First of all, I turned it off immediately because I don't want to hear this puke in my ears, but Basically, stretching a religious reason or a spiritual reason over top of something that is just dumb. Basically, what he was saying was we're not enjoying the grace of God. What he was trying to say is we were just enjoying sin, but he didn't have the courage to say it. <laughs> that's not grace. That's sin. Because grace is a teacher, the Bible says in 2.11. Grace of God that bringeth salvation and appeared to all men, teaching us. And the Bible said, the goodness of God, Romans 2, 4, leadeth thee to repentance. So, what, where am I at? What, what does God do when he's pleased? That's my question. What does God do when he's pleased? Hallelujah. Joseph, Joseph was a man who... Who, who, though put in some pretty precarious situations, rose to the top in every situation. Hallelujah. Destiny was in the life of Joseph. And the Bible says it had to do with the fact that he was pleasing to God. Joseph was set up for greatness. Abraham, hallelujah, because God was pleased with him, was able to bargain with God and intercede for his cousin and see him come out instead of being scorched with the fires that were meant for an ungodly city of Sodom and Gomorrah. 
Luke 17, the lepers, hallelujah, because God was pleased. The leper, excuse me, which came back received his wholeness. Not just a healing, but a wholeness because he believed, because he had faith, and because he pleased God. Numbers 24, um, the Bible says in 1 Kings 3 and 10, the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. You know, when you ask things that please God, that, that opens you up for all kinds of blessings. Things you haven't even asked for, God will do when we ask Him according to His will. There's, there's a lot of things that please. I'm sure you all can think of something that pleases God that you've seen in the Bible. My God. Thank God, thank God, thank God. So I want to walk by faith. Hallelujah. Because God is going to blow our minds if we do. Hallelujah. I said God is going to blow our minds if we will walk by faith. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is so good to us. Hallelujah. Sister McKenzie, God is so good. Anybody, anybody feel like you need to come up and come to this altar today? You are welcome to. Praise God. It's going to take faith, friend. We're not going to do it without faith. Hallelujah. God chose faith. Hallelujah. Praise His name. Praise His name, Jesus. 